are talking about the summer sultry oasis. Yes, it's hot out there, but we need to have that oasis, and it needs to have this feeling about it to make you okay to sweat. It's, it is okay to sweat. Get out there, and it's okay. You know, I talked earlier a little bit because for my <laughs> birthday, I know, a little uh, bit. Yeah, who are you kidding? Okay. <laughs> Those figs that Bill brought in. Right. I mean, there's something about walking out in the morning Picking a few figs off your tree, things aren't quite boiling yet. You right. can go out there on your patio. That's the time to pick fruit, too. You know and that. A fig, Early yes. morning. Yes, they've replenished themselves mm-hmm. during the evening. Hydrated. Figs are just one of those wonderful things from the garden. If you've never had a fresh fig, they're wonderful. And they're so, this is what it takes to grow a fig. Stick it in the ground. It roots out. Throw some water on it. You don't, fertil- you don't do anything. Right. You throw water on it. Beautiful figs. And a beautiful plant. Uh-huh. So it's part of that beautiful oasis feel in the garden. Being able to go out there and it is kind of a lush tropical. Lemons, lime, somewhat. citrus. When you have some, some, some growth on things that you can eat, these little citrus plants or the fig. I just love getting tomatoes or even a, a jalapeno pepper. Those are the easiest. I mean, have you ever not been able to grow jalapenos. And the sound of water, oh my goodness. We're going to have to find out. Um, we're going to put up on our website where you can purchase this book. We talked to Emma Clark, the uh, author of The Art of the Islamic Garden. And um, those design techniques have served me so well over 31 years that it, it's just incredible. We have a pool uh, that we're going to be entering into this um, contest for a swimming pool design. Where and you compete a- against other... Oh, Architects yes. uh, and designers across across the uh, world, international across mm-hmm. the world. We've been fortunate; we've won quite a few of those. But this pool that we're going to enter into that follows so many of those principles with the geometry, and it's something that that I think many times people do not understand in in courtyard design or other design how important geometry is. Um, I've been told many times when people look at our plans that we draw, they say, "Wow, that looks," you know. They, they say, "Well, we don't want it to be so stiff." We don't want to be quite so, so tight with the geometry. And then we'll show them a photograph of another project that we've done that has the same type of geometry, and they'll say, oh, yes, I want it like that. And it, it's very difficult to understand that what you see in plan view and how you feel it in the garden itself are different. They're different feelings. And you really don't really see the geometry sometimes while you're in the garden, but you feel the order, yeah. and you feel like it's, it's coming together, there's an order to it. And it's something that, that belongs there. And that's what happens when you use good geometry. We always so. talk about that, uniting that backyard with the, you know, the family and the home. So it's all one. And uh, in her book, she, she has quite a few um, reasons for that and approaches right. to help that. But that water and shade, that is pretty much um, necessary this time of year when we're talking about the, the sultry summer. And it really is. It's so steamy and hot here in July and late July and you're wondering, oh my goodness, we can if we can just make it these last few weeks of summer and yet we've got another eight, ten weeks. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even though we you know, it cooled off when the water the rain came and, you know, our steamy streets began to Well, there's one thing that's very important because we talked about in fact we have a an interview we're gonna do right now, I do believe, and we're gonna move into what does it take for a beautiful, wonderful gathering place. What does it take for a successful gathering place? Now, my feeling is it always helps to have a little bit of wine as you move into it. <laughs> so um, that's one reason. That's we're what be, lures you in. <laughs> that's right. We're going to be talking to uh, Stephen Morgan's coming up here. 
VP of the Texas Blue Bonnet Wine Trail. Stephen, are you there? I am. Hey, Good how to you, be here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Well, tell us a little bit about the Texas Blue Bonnet Wine Trail, because um, I must say, I don't know much about it. Well, I tell you, John, you know, the, the Texas wine industry has really exploded um, over the last, uh, probably the last decade. So we have over 270 wineries in Texas, which most people don't don't realize. So the wine industry has really grown. And uh, part of the wine industry is the Texas Blue Bonnet Wine Trail, which there are nine wineries that are closely located to Houston. And uh, we have a wine trail where we get together five times a year and um, we do trail events. And this weekend and next weekend is our harvest trail because it is harvest time uh, for this area of Texas uh, for the grapes that we grow. Now, what type of grapes do y'all Where is this area? What part of Texas is this, and what type of grapes are being grown? So the Blue Bonnet Wine Trail runs from Montgomery, um, which is the closest uh, set of wineries uh, in, in the trail, all the way to Burton, which is just about 10 miles west of Brenham. Okay. And, um, and we run along primarily the 105-290 corridor, Plus, we have two of the nine wineries that are up Highway 6, just north of Navasota. One just north of Navasota, which is Peach, Peach Creek, and okay. then Mestina Hoff and Bryan, okay. Bryan College Stationery. And now, what type of grapes are, uh, do these wineries, are, are they growing the grapes? I guess it's the harvest time, so this is, uh, what, what grapes are they growing? Well, I tell you, in this area, um, a lot of the wineries are growing Blanc du Bois, which is a white grape, and a, and a black Spanish grape, which is our red grape. Uh, it's also called Lenoir, and uh, we grow uh, a few other varietals uh, in this area, but those are the two varieties that, that most of the uh, vineyards are growing, um, and um, a lot of the wineries on this trail will have wines from both of those both of those varieties. Okay. So is it, I mean, right now people are out there cutting these, uh, cutting the clusters and bringing them in? Is it really harvest time, and that's, what, that's what's going on? Yeah, it really is. So... Um, the Blanc Dubois, uh, most of the vineyards have started or have plans to start uh, harvest of those. We um, we got our first grapes into the winery last weekend, and uh, more Blanc Dubois is going to be harvested this weekend. And then in Texas, at least the, the southern part of Texas, we're, we're, we're getting pretty close to being through with the Blanc Dubois. And uh, then the next harvest will be our, our red grapes, which will happen actually pretty quickly, so we should start seeing those come off the vines uh, early August, wow. early to mid-August. That's like right now. We're in prime time here. Yeah, yeah Texas uh, has some of the har- or has the earliest harvest in all of the United States because of the heat and, and our early spring. And, and uh, you know, we're, we, we grow grapes all along the Gulf Coast, all the way down to the valley, and the valley actually started harvesting, uh, you know, mid-June. So, we're early. California, uh, which everybody knows is a big grape growing area, they they actually, you know, they're a month or six weeks removed from us, you know, maybe even two months removed oh, from wow. us as far as timing. So uh, we kick it off for the United States, uh, especially down here in the Houston Gulf Coast area. Well, we have to do most of the motivation ourselves down here in Texas. <laughs> the world knows. Now, what type of wine are you making from these grapes? So, you know, the Blanc de Bois is a very diverse, uh, a diverse white wine. So we make a, a dry, very crisp, clean, dry white wine, but we also have a semi-sweet and a sweet version of, of that wine. And um, and the same with the, um, with the Black Spanish. But, 
the wineries, why those are the two grapes that we grow, most of the wineries in this area, we buy in grapes um, elsewhere out of the state as well as out of the, out of the country. Uh, so we, we have a lot of your traditional wines. So most wineries that you'll visit will have Cabernet and Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio, um, and, and, and Merlots in their offering. So it's not just, we don't just, you know, make and, and serve wine that, you know, from the grapes we grow because we are confined in this area for, you know, what we can, what we can grow effectively in this area. Now, are, are these guys that are just wandering around or guys and ladies wandering around <laughs> the vineyards doing the cutting on this or is it a mechanical harvest or how does the harvest go? Uh, down here, uh, because of, you know most of our vineyards are pretty small, so we have a lot of mom and pop uh, growers. Right. Uh, so a lot of our vineyards are three three to five acres, and so you know it's not effective to mechanically harvest those. So yeah, we we let people wander. We you know fortunately the the, the vines are a straight row, so they can wander in a straight line. <laughs> and uh, and we give them you know we, we they have a, a harvest knife and a lug and and uh, you know. It uh, doesn't get much simpler. You see a cluster of grapes, you cut it off the vine, you drop it in the lug, and you repeat as necessary. So it'd be so gentle. Th- th- that's the way the I feel about <laughs> opening and tasting wine. You open it up, you pour a glass, and uh, repeat as necessary. Plug. Try to so, find a straight exactly. line. <laughs> no, I bet it's fun. It'd be very motivating. I think I would be, you know, excited. You would about. love to go out there and be yeah, cutting. Yeah, I these. couldn't wait to get them all. That'd be so great. Yeah. We yeah, did. I know. And, we we have a lot of volunteer harvest. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the vineyards, uh, you know, a lot of their harvests are volunteered, uh, and they come out and it's a it's great it's great family fun. You know, it's a time you can get out there with your significant other and your kids and and uh, spend a day. You know, if you live in the city, you can get out into the country and spending a day you know, harvesting grapes is. Uh, it's not too bad. It's pretty it's good. Warm. Now, I, I've not really volunteered for the harvesting, but I'm up for volunteering for all the tastings that happen. <laughs> so I um, just want to let you know, oh. uh, keep me on your list for the tasting part. And uh, I, I, Well, well how can people be a volunteer? Because I think that sense of unity, we talked about it um, earlier in our first hour, about really getting out in the garden. And I think in harvest is part of that when you bring people together and, and they're united in just one cause like that. I think that's a beautiful sense of unity and and if they want to come out and help you guys, is that still possible? Well, we're like I said, we're pretty much done this year with the, the white grapes. We do have some red grapes uh, coming on. And the best thing to do is, um, you know, all the wineries on, the, on our wine trail have websites. And uh, some of them advertise um, uh, for, for volunteers for harvest or they have picking events where uh, you, can, you can become a part of that. A lot okay. of the wineries have Crush for Fun. Where you don't have to do any of the work, but you get to stomp on some grapes. And get a That's what I'm talking about. Let's go get barefooted in the grapes. Yeah, so you get to do the Lucy thing, and um, you get a commemorative shirt. And um, and uh, so again, you know, if you go out to Texas Blue Wine Wine Trail dot com, uh, they they have all of our wineries listed, and and each of the wineries will you know talk about the events that they have regard to harvest, and uh, and those are kind of kicking off right now. Okay. Well, it sounds like some good times, so uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of folks go try that out. And uh, thank you so much for giving thanks, us your Stephen, time today. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Okay. All right.